obviously you made a right turn because here's the wrong kind of podcast. Thank you, Bull. It is Tuesday, January 24th, and it is a winter wonderland outside. Indeed. So I got my headset on under my stocking cap, and I can barely hear myself. Do I sound normal? Yeah, that happened last time, too. Yeah, there we go. My dome gets cold, Yancy. It's nice and toasty in here, thanks to... Yes, Megan, who's not here. Oh, was you going to thank the producers? Also, yes. They didn't buy the heater on the floor, <laughs> damn it. I can't, I can't leave Megan out. Yeah. Yeah, the producers bought this heater that's uh, one of them that's running in here and keeping us from freezing. You too can be a producer if you go over to WKOPodcast.com. There's plenty of ways to produce the show, but money is the favorite, most popular way. Of course, we take the Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, and uh, take Bitcoin too, but it's kind of a pain in the ass because there's not really a lot of... uh, ways to get to it and actually use it to buy things because the places I buy equipment from, they don't take Bitcoin. But anyway, I'll take whatever you got. So I got a picture sent to me a minute ago. You might have saw it on the Facebook. Local shoe store in town has a a sign that says Big Booty Selection on it. Now, I'm wondering, is it that they have a lot of booty or... Are there more than a few big booties in there to choose from? I don't know. I guess you'll have to just go and uh, patronize that business. Got to thank Frank for that. He sent me the photo. Thank you, Frank. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to go in there and check it out. I'm here to see the big butts. I cannot lie. That's right. Let him know up front. Yeah. <laughs> and in the back. <laughs> Where's the big asses? Anyway. We already talked about Roadhouse last week, so yeah. I guess we can't talk about that. And if you want to talk about Roadhouse again, uh, go check out the last episode, uh, Same Bat Time, Same Bat Channel. We talked about the remaking of the Roadhouse, which I don't, I just don't understand. Oh, yeah, also, if you go over there to the, uh, the webpage, wkopodcast.com, you can uh, buy a t-shirt. And uh, by the way, that's Yancey over there talking, and I'm Justin. Hello. And what's on the notes, Yancey? So this was a playoff, a divisional playoff weekend, the NFL, yes. this last weekend. Here's a question I got. I've seen it on the TV show, and I'll ask you, is it a bigger deal that Josh Allen lost, or is it a bigger deal that uh, Joe Burrows won? Uh, I believe it's a bigger deal that Josh Allen lost. Because they had already anointed him the one that was going to knock uh, – Patrick Mahomes off of the throne. And I've said before, I believe that uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. I don't believe that he is the best currently playing quarterback. That was a fight between uh, Allen and Burroughs. And it looks like Burroughs, to me, may be the better of the two quarterbacks. Josh is starting to have some issues in the playoffs. Seen some... Chinks in the armor for sure. It's about 50-50. I looked at his stats. He wins about half of the playoff games that he's in. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wins a lot more than I do. But uh, I think the Bengals have surprised a lot of people. I think that so. They are 100% legit. They whipped the Bills' ass. 
They it really wasn't did. just like they they beat them. They whipped them. Yeah, it was at home, twenty-seven to ten. Yeah, at it, uh, it, at Buffalo. I don't believe it was even that close. No, they, they come out hot. For some reason, all the uh, fantasy players that I have that are on the Bengals play much better when they're not on my team. Yeah. I well, appreciate that. Thank you. And I had seen that you were actually rooting for the Bengals. Is, and, and let me ask you why. Is that because you... Well, there's two reasons. Uh, I want to play at Arrowhead. And there's uh, some unfinished business there that needs to take yeah, place. Yeah, sure is. The, the Chiefs need to beat the Bengals, not just for the playoffs. The Chiefs need to beat the Bengals to put that stupid thing to bed that that the that the Bengals you know own the Chiefs well yeah they beat them the last three times in a row it's not looking real great but they need to beat they need to beat the Bengals I just don't much care for Joe Burrow he's got that cocky arrogance he doesn't ever just you know yeah you know when I think of a of a good you know humble person I instantly go to Peyton Manning yeah. Well, Always find somebody else to give credit to. Right. Burroughs doesn't come, doesn't come across that way to me. His attitude just doesn't seem legitimate to me. It doesn't seem genuine. It really does seem like he puts on a facade. But maybe that is him, and he's just not a likable guy. Maybe he's the next Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers news upcoming also. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Jacksonville. Went into Arrowhead <laughs> with uh, handsome Squidward Trevor Lawrence. What, yeah. what was the comment that he made, Justin? He, uh, it is completely out of context. I mean, but the part that everybody rode with is that uh, he couldn't imagine it was going to be much louder at Arrowhead than it was there at the swimming pool in uh, Florida. Well, and you can understand what he was saying. I get exactly what he was saying. But the problem is they took about six words out of the middle of that two-part sentence and said, oh, it's not loud in Arrowhead? Yeah, imagine that. They you know, took yeah. something out of context, right? I mean, it worked, right? Yeah. Yeah, it did fuel the fire of the fans at Arrowhead if they needed any more gasoline to pour on the fire. So when we went to the Raiders game, we was in section 117, row 13, and our tickets were $200 a piece on a Monday Night Football in October. I looked yesterday. Section 117, one row behind us on row 14, $1,500. I bought five tickets. I was gonna want. I was gonna ask. Um, so yeah, Jacksonville goes into KC and actually gave Kansas City a, a run for their money. The final was twenty-seven to twenty, Kansas City. But uh, is that how you saw that? Felt like it was maybe a little bit closer than a lot of people thought it would be. Well, when the franchise sprang its ankle, uh, everybody pretty much uh, shit a sharp brick. Mm-hmm. But in the uh, fan base, we always seem to forget about anything as possible. Well, you know, yeah, you brought in the guy who usually comes in for your divisional playoff games, Chad oh, Henney. Oh, shit, man. He, uh, remember, he came in, was that two years ago with the Browns? Two years ago, he, uh, yeah, he won. The guy, it's good for his confidence, too, that he can come in and do that. Because you're going to need him occasionally. Mm-hmm. And, hey, Mahomes was down, man hobbling around on one leg trying to throw the ball that just adds to his whole thing you know that he's a genuine dude as a Chiefs fan I still to this day I'm waiting for their shoe to drop like this ain't real right my team isn't the one that's you know in the top four or five teams in the NFL surely not man my team the Chiefs you know and I I don't think I'll ever 
I'm always waiting for it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, the, the crumbling of the empire, right? <laughs> Just always waiting for it. Man, I hear you. Because of the 80s and the 90s and, you know, even in some parts of the 2000s, it was like, damn, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. And uh, finally made it there and you never know when it's going to fall apart. I mean, it really does seem like they have the perfect storm of everything going on right now. Um, I I watched a little bit of Travis Kelsey on the Pat McAfee show, and yeah. he had a lot of nice things to say about Chad Henney, of course, how he comes in. Yeah. He, dude's a dog and yeah. uh, always ready to go, great teammate, that sort of thing. But he also said that he, does, he doesn't want to play for anybody other than Andy Reid. Who, uh, Travis? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so. So what he's saying is when Andy leaves, he's done? Pretty much. Well, he's 32, 3. I mean, he's still in his prime, but you know how that shit works? Next year, it could be like, what happened to Kelsey? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. I mean, players fall off in a hurry like that. You you wouldn't think that a guy like that would probably fall off in a hurry unless he starts getting a little injury prone. But even look at guys yeah. like Rob Gronkowski, even when he was starting to get injury prone, dude was still putting up numbers. Yeah. And, they just had to find a, a better a better fit for him. Well, I bet you old Kelsey probably sees the writing on the wall that Andy ain't getting no younger, and he's not getting any younger, and maybe they can both, uh, you know, right off and phase the out together. I mean, Mahomes has still got a good eight nine years in him, you know, at least. So, I mean, he's only twenty seven. Yeah. So you know, I mean, if he could figure out what keeps uh, the goat going down there and florida yeah no kidding um and that guy who knows what he'll do that'll be interesting to see i don't know he needs to quit um so the giants go into philadelphia and uh just get a mud hole stomped in them yeah 38 to 7 philadelphia comes out on top that wasn't even fun game to watch yeah but a lot of people didn't expect the giants to be there anyway it was kind of one of those things where you know brian dable takes these you know, no name giants into a people, you know, a a team that a lot of people thought would be the NFC champs probably in the Philadelphia Eagles, at least a few weeks into the season. We're like, man, is, are the, are the Eagles really legit? And they, they had a great season. And then, uh, Dallas goes to San Francisco and, uh, they lose nineteen to twelve. They got beat. I was uh, I was by, pulling by Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant. I was pulling for the Cowboys, not because I'm a fan, not because I dislike the uh, 49ers. I kind of wanted to see a uh, hometown Super Bowl. That would be the closest to a hometown Super Bowl for us here in Southeast Kansas with the Cowboys and the uh, the Chiefs. You yeah. know that that Niners defense is legit too. Looks pretty good. Them guys look like they're full of energy. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm sure Cousin Shane was just slathering on the the lotions and having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the video clips of the Cowboys fans fighting at the stadium after no. the game? Yeah, there was a, there was a each big other? melee. Yeah, Cowboys fans fighting, fighting each other. Cowboys fans, yep. Jeez. Yep. And then uh, the the final play of the game – is now being called maybe the worst play call in NFL history. What was the story on that? Lining up the tackles and the guards and shit out on the wide receivers. And So have you ever seen that play with the Colts? It had uh, Pat McAfee 
under center, the punter under center. They weren't actually supposed to snap the ball. It was something happened. They weren't supposed to snap it. They had one down lineman and everybody was spread out. It looked a lot like this play. Mm -hmm. And the result of it was pretty much the exact same as this play. But Zeke got pancaked backwards. Um, yeah. Dak had to just get rid of the ball. And, I mean, that play stood no chance. Why wouldn't you just run a conventional play? Or, you know, in, in that instance, yeah, why didn't if you you're just... looking at analytics, you might as well just throw a Hail Mary. Yeah, why didn't you just go for it? Or, you know, throw a throw a short pass and do the tennis or the Music City Miracle type yeah. play. What the hell was they looking for? I never quite understood what the hell they was trying to do there. So I saw a breakdown of the play. They were trying to get one of the guys in like the uh not the out wide receivers, but there were guys in like a slot. I would say slot, but there were so many guys in the yeah. slot. But there was maybe not the outside receivers, but the next guy in was running just a jet down the down the field, and they were going to try to get it to him is what a lot of people uh. thought because he was wide open. If he would have had a little bit more time to throw the ball, it, we might be talking about a different game right now. I don't know. Everybody's acting like Dak Prescott lost that game for him. I mean, I don't know about that. Well, it didn't help that they basically built the whole game plan around Pollard, and then he gets hurt how many plays into yeah. the game once he was done it was like fuck it it's over yeah and we we had talked about all season too that we thought that pollard was the shining star on that team pun intended and then uh what's his name's getting paid is pollard yeah. getting paid as much as zeke no no zeke has that huge contract i believe and dak's got him a big contract too and it seems like maybe those two guys are really holding them back yeah i think maybe if i was a uh, pollard i'd be saying hey uh, you need to get rid of these assholes yeah so, that means that uh, you're going to have San Francisco and Philadelphia uh, on January 29th at 2. They're the early game. And then you have the Bengals and the Chiefs on January 29th at 5.30. So, once again, I'm not rooting against the 49ers, Cousin Shane. But uh, it would be kind of neat to see the Kelsey Bowl. Yeah. You know, the two brothers playing against each other. You know, that would be that would be the storyline if if it's the Chiefs and the 49ers, the storyline is clearly the Kelsey Bowl. If it's the Bengals and the 49ers, it'll be Joe Cool and all his stupid shit. And then uh, it'll be... The ultimate underdog. The Purdy deal. Yeah. It'll be that we have all these... Uh, well, what, there's three Big 12 quarterbacks playing right now except for uh, Joe Fool? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Of course, I'd like to see Chiefs make it. And I really don't care between the other two, but I still think it'd be kind of neat for the Kelsey Bowl. So I guess the Kelsey's mom was in Kansas City this last weekend, and she's going to Philadelphia this weekend. And then however it pans out, I, I think I've seen a picture of her with like this jersey that's split right down the middle that has oh, yeah. the Eagles on one side and the Chiefs on the other. That's cool. So if they if they make it. Which, I mean, that, that would be really cool yeah. to see. I haven't listened to much of their podcast, but the Kelsey Brothers podcast, New Heights, I believe it's called. Yep, New Heights. Them, them dudes are kind of funny. They're like the uh, younger version of the, the Mannings, which they're funny too. Yeah. So it'll be exciting to see how it how it plays out. Yep. Uh, You want to move on from football? Whatever you got, man. All right. Were you going to talk about Aaron Rodgers real quick? Oh, yeah. Sorry. What was that quote he said? <clears throat> so, and then Gronk had a quote, too. Yeah, so Aaron Rodgers does this thing, uh, Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays on the Pat McAfee show, and they, they interview him for at least half an hour. Which, once again, context. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is this is long form conversation like we have. So I mean, a lot of things are said, and a lot of things could be taken out of context, right? So. He says, I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Is that Green Bay or somewhere else? I'm not sure. I think there's more conversations to be had. And I, I watched both of these. I'll get to Gronk's rebuttal of that in a second. But I, I watched that interview. And they were basically asking him, hey, what's in store for next year? Do you think you'll go somewhere else? Do you think you'll go somewhere where you can win a championship? Is that in the conversation? That That type of stuff. They had this, you know more complicated question that they asked him than just, Hey, do you think that you're capable of winning an MVP again? It wasn't just so a straightforward question. Was it as selfish as it sounded then? No, it, oh, okay. it wasn't. And as, as polarizing as Aaron Rodgers can be, I mean, the dude is pretty straightforward with a lot of the things that he says. Um, and I, I just kind of think that was taken out of context. And I also think I'll give you Gronk's quote real quick. He said, why are you thinking MVP? Uh, like, don't you want Super Bowls? Super Bowls are, I think, five times greater than an MVP award. So I don't think no. that that's as shot, shots fired either as Gronk made it out to sound. Coming from a guy that has no chances of winning the MVP, they're not going to give it to a tight end. Right. So why would he think that would be cool? Yeah. And, and I mean, he does have a point to where, I mean, aren't you ultimately going after championships? And I, I will give it to Rob that – Aaron's always bringing up, you know, winning back-to-back league MVPs, um, you know, two years in a row. And, I mean, he he constantly brings that up. But, you know, wouldn't you too? If people were doubting your uh, ability and and doubting if you could lead a team to victory anymore and having a crap season, I mean, you got you to prop yourself up against something. I don't know. I think he's going to leave. I think he's going to go to the – the Raiders, man. I think he's going to throw to uh, Devontae Adams again. Yeah, he he doesn't. He seems a lot like but, but Brady. he's under contract though, so he can't just leave, right? I yeah, I don't recall. Yeah, I I remember a couple of years ago they reworked his contract because that's whenever he was basically disappearing into the the forest or the jungle and not returning anybody's phone calls and wasn't talking to general manager or anybody. Well, hell, like then that. they. Then they got rid of his two best wide receivers, mm-hmm. sent one of them to the Chiefs and one of them to the damn Raiders. And then you wonder why that he doesn't have the Hall of Fame year. Right. Shit. Take your tires off your car and wonder why it won't go nowhere. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, this will be an interesting offseason as far as who gets shuffled around, what you know, quarterbacks, Hall of Fame, potential quarterbacks go where. There's going to be a lot of a lot of opening, a lot of coach openings. They say that there's like a dozen uh, offensive coordinator openings. Where's uh, Where's Carr going to go? Uh, I've heard maybe Indianapolis. Uh, who Who knows? I mean, that, have, that thing's wide open too. Oh, they they had Matty Ice. Yep, they had Matty. That's Ice. right. They've been doing one year quarterbacks. Yeah, they had Philip Rivers last year, which went nowhere. Yeah. Philip Rivers finally pulled out. <laughs> yeah, for once in his life, huh? So, uh, moving on, there has been a mountain lion spotted down by Talala, and there is a very compelling video. I'll send it to you if you want to post it. But it is a uh, 
a video that somebody captured of this this mountain lion disappearing off into this tree line. You can obviously tell that that's what it is. It's got the big giant tail, and it's a you could tell it's a big cat. Megan saw one uh, north of town up here, uh, north of Cherryville, and uh, south of uh, 400 Highway. And uh, you know when somebody says they've seen you know a big cat like that, and I said, you "Sure, it wasn't just like a bobcat." And she said, no, it had a very long tail, and there were people pulled over on the side of the road taking pictures. Mm -hmm. So my wife saw a mountain lion on the side of the highway north of Cherryville. So they're around. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And they have been for a long time. It's it's kind of been one of those... Well, didn't we kind of run them off anyway? Sasquatch-type things. Yeah, so whenever uh, <clears throat> they were trying to find a mascot name for the Oklahoma Union Cougars back in the late 80s, and uh, like 89, 90, when they were you know, getting ready to open the school, they were trying to figure out what the mascot was going to be. Well, somebody had suggested the Cougars because we're close to where the new school was being built. Somebody had spotted a Cougar down there. We're talking like the chicks that hang out down at the bingo parlor? That's why I said mountain lion on the oh, uh, story okay. that I brought up. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, yeah, somebody had seen a cougar down there, and, and so they suggested the cougars. What was Lenapal's uh, before they went to Oklahoma Union? The Eagles. Eagles. Yep. And then you had the Juan Warriors. Really? Yep. I did not know that. Hmm. That's right. Juan and Lenapal formed together for Oklahoma Union, didn't yep. they? Yep, they did. Okay, yeah. Um. Do you remember ever seeing prairie chickens around whenever you were a kid? I mean, whenever I was a kid, it seemed like prairie chickens were around, quail no. were around, that sort of thing. I had one prairie dog in once, but I don't ever know prairie chickens. <laughs> so the uh, the lesser prairie chicken is potentially going on the endangered list, but they're putting it Why on hold it for now. Well, there's a lesser and a greater prairie chicken, right? So the, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service says is delaying listi listing the lesser prairie chicken as an endangered species. Officials say the lesser prairie chicken serves as an important measure of the overall health of America's grasslands as they need large, unfragmented parcels of intact native prairies. Do you think with the rise in Chick-fil-A that now we're seeing a problem with the prairie chicken? Yeah, yeah. I mean... Seems like maybe there's a correlation there. There's been lesser and lesser of them. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. So a lot of people have debated for a long time on why there aren't these prairie chickens around here anymore. Uh, quail, these small ground birds. You're talking about the turkey. That, Well, there's there's larger numbers of turkeys around here. You didn't see a ton yep. of turkeys you know, a few decades ago. Yep. But the, the biggest factor is the destruction of habitat. So you have more agriculture around here. You have contract farming around here, and they're at you know, you can drive down the highway and see these guys bulldozing tree lines next to the highway and next to county roads and whatnot. They're basically you know destroying yeah. um, habitat for these little birds. We've we've got a guy in this neighborhood, this neighborhood, this neck of the woods. Let's say that's uh, what he does. He'll buy up land. The first thing he does is knock down the tree lines. Mm -hmm. And I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to make it as efficient as possible. Yeah, they're optimizing their... One giant field instead yeah, of exactly. two small ones. But at the same time... Yeah, so, I mean, when you, when you do something like that, and I'm not attacking farmers for doing anything like that, because, oh, you know... I thought he was going to go protest. Capitalism. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, this is kind of one of those uh, things. I, I heard somebody say... Uh, who, oh, it was... I remember. It was Ted Nugent. And I'm not always a the biggest fan of uncle Ted there. Yep. Uh, 
don't really like him being the face of the Second Amendment or the face of the ride or whatever, right? He just kind of fires off at the mouth a lot of the time, like a lot of us do, I guess. But he uh, he was talking about vegetarians, and he said that more animals are killed to produce food out of the ground than shooting deer or you know killing cattle or, or whatever. I mean, you're killing... Um, organisms you're killing bugs you're killing bird habitat you know in the say in the name of farming yeah um and then that's not to mention um the the windmill thing have you heard the newest thing about windmills um so have you heard that they've been killing like eagles and condors and that sort of birds are running into them yeah and like record numbers almost the newest thing now is apparently in the northeast there are actually whales that these windmills they put off this certain frequency and it's bringing these whales to shore and they're they're trying to figure out a way to turn the whales back out to the atlantic it's actually bringing yeah. these whales to the shore in in the northeast have you seen when they shouldn't be there the the fields of windmills out in the ocean have you seen that in the shit? ocean? Yeah, they put them out offshore where the wind is, and they're just windmills out there. Is that um, is that where they're at? Is it in the northeast up there? I, I I'm going to. I assume, mean, because yeah. that would be. Let's see if I can find a picture of while you're talking about. That would kind of be a more than a coincidence if that's if we're talking about the same region. Might even be a winky dink. Yeah, but one of the they were talking about on one of the podcasts I've been listening to lately. How these how these whales are coming in, and there's not food source enough for them there. So if they stay too long, they'll yeah they'll die there. They're calling it uh, offshore wind power, and yeah, there they are out in the middle of the ocean. Just it looks like what you see around here. They're just they're just in the ocean. Yeah. Also saw a development in the. Uh, they're still pushing for that wind farm over in. Uh, Lebeck County. Lebeck County. And well, that's a clusterfuck over there. One one of the the things I when we had uh, our guest in here that one time, Commissioner the, uh, uh, Preel. Yeah, I believe that was his. Well, name. I, was mess, I messed his name up when he was here. I think we brought up the fact that they were talking about the red lights constantly blinking and yep. that sort of thing. Yep. They were trying to figure that out. Well, I had seen an article where they were talking and debating about those lights that can. They have like radar on them or yeah. something. And they yeah. can sense the the planes coming in. That's yeah. when they start flashing, right? Yeah. So uh, I guess that's apparently still on the table. I don't. I didn't get it until I drove through over there one time at night, and even during the day, man, they are distracting as shit. Yeah. Because I got to be looking at them, and then they're ugly. Let's yeah. just let's admit it. They're ugly. There's no more. Looking off out in the distance at the beautiful, what I consider beautiful southeast Kansas, you know, the, the flatlanders here. No, now there's giant stacks of shit out there blowing around. Yeah. And I'm curious to, to how efficient they really are, you know. I mean, there's all these, they're not efficient, this and that and everything else. But, you know, I mean, I don't. Well, you've seen the pictures, two of them burying them in the ground up there somewhere in like Pennsylvania or something. Have you seen those? No, I haven't. I th- well, so those blades are... Fiberglass, fiberglass or something, and yeah. so they're not recyclable. They're not useful for anything you else. So they're literally them fiberglass burying them in the ground up there. That'll the, be there for by the dozens. fifteen thousand years. Yeah, I'll be damned. And then they uh, they also talk about you know the oil that it takes to to run them 
and to lubricate them all the time. I mean, yeah. you're talking gallons and gallons of uh, of oil per. Mike Rowe and Dirty Jobs had an episode on that where he went up and maintained them. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen one catch on fire? Yeah. I've seen a runaway one, and it just basically self-destructed. It beat itself to death. Yeah. Like a teenage boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, big change for a little candy. So the M&M uh, people are on hold or going away, one of the two. Uh, the Spokes candies have been put on pause and are replaced by Maya Rudolph as so, their spokesperson. So you say we're getting rid of the little M&M guys? Yeah, so the mascots yeah. for the M&Ms. So the biggest thing was they had a purple non-binary oh, M&M God, that was yes. wearing uh, combat boots and you couldn't tell if it was a boy or a girl. People lost oh. their minds. And so I guess Mars... Uh, just decided, hey, we'll just. It's a fucking piece of candy, you dumbasses. Yeah. I mean, if these people are worried about whether or not their candy has a penis or a vagina, that means they're thinking about either putting a penis or a vagina in their mouth. Yeah. Let it go. It's fucking candy. So the article here says two weeks after introducing all female packaging and a year after changing the footwear and personalities of its God. spokes candies. M&M's is dropping their animated mascots. On Monday, M&M's posted on Twitter that in the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice, uh, and we didn't think that it would break the internet. Uh, but now we get it. Even a candy shoes can be polarizing, God. which was the last thing M&M's wanted since we're all about bringing people together. You know... The people on the left, as crazy as they are, you know, the far left, blue-haired, screaming, triggered, snowflake, hippie, freakzoids that we, you know, come to know and love on the news. The people on the far right that are bitching about an M&M not being a man or a woman are just as bad. Yeah. I mean, come the fuck on. Let it go, man. Virtue signaling is not just something that is subscribed to the left, man. I mean... By the way, I tried some of your starry, your full flavored starry. Yeah, had that. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Pretty good, huh? I, uh, I mean, there might be a little difference, but it's pretty damn close to Sprite. It's kind of got that bite and burn that it's I was not talking bad. about. Yeah, it's not yeah. bad. Um, I know you haven't really listened to Joe Rogan uh, as of late. Uh, when I hear there's a big guest on there, or if I remember, I go, I go listen occasionally. Yeah. So he had a guest on recently maybe in the last couple of weeks that was talking about woolly mammoths uh and their tusks and bones being dumped in the east river in new york city have you heard about this no i guess not yeah so i guess apparently in the 1940s this scientist or this this guy had a large collection of mammoth bones and the rumor is that uh he dumped them off in the east river in new york city and that has caused a mammoth rush to New York City Shit. and the East River. There are literally people diving in the East River to, to look for these mammoth bones. Didn't... Uh, there's no there's no story yet on whether or not any bones have been found. Didn't uh, Kramer used to go swimming in the East River? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think what's really cool is um, those tar pits out in California. 
Yeah. They're constantly finding stuff in those things. Still. Once again, Mike Rowe, Dirty Jobs, did a whole deal on that. Yeah. And there are people that are active out there daily. That's a thing. People yeah. work there. Yeah, get rid of the asphalt that keeps coming in. Yep, yep. Yeah. And they are literally, there are scientists that work there all the time, too, that are literally you know foraging through this tar yeah. to try to find remains. Yeah, they got to dump it in a certain area. It's a whole thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know you're an avi- uh, aviation nerd kind of like I am. Uh, you like the space shuttle and yeah, cool yeah. planes and whatnot. So there's actually a guy in Kansas City that has a nose cone from a Concorde. Um, he's a retired doctor. I'll find his name here in a second. Sorry. Um, 78-year-old Farhad Azima, mm. who was born in Iran but immigrated to the U.S. almost 60 years ago as a student and made Kansas City his home. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. He's not a doctor. He's a retired airline executive. Okay. I, I knew he was a big wig. Okay. But, uh, he's a member of the secretive club of aviation honchos known as Conquistadores del Cielo or Conquerors of the Skies. So this guy actually has this nose cone that he bought whenever they were, uh, you know, the Concords were retired in like yep. 2003 or yep. something. There was a crash in France. I believe that was the last straw for the Concords to be to be grounded, but, um, they didn't build very many of them. They built like 25 of them is all. Yeah. And, um, they were, they were taking one of them apart and auctioning it off. And he actually bought this thing. Um, the hell's he do with it? It's actually in a glass case in his backyard, this giant glass case. So and it must be huge. When he dies, he wants to be buried in it. In the cone? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. It says while there were 20 of the planes made, only 14 went into service. Seven went to British Airways and seven went into Air France. One was tested for high altitude flying and metal fatigue. Later on, this one was dismantled and the parts were split up and sold. Um, The jets quit flying in 2003 after 30 years of service. He says that people constantly stop by his house and ask him, you know, hey, what what are you doing? Why'd you buy this? And he tells them that he wants to be buried in it. Yep. So seems a little odd. Yeah. Uh, I forgive me. I somewhere in here it tells how much he paid for this thing, but I'm not finding it. Probably too much. Yeah, I'm thinking it was six figures, but I don't I don't remember. Um. Yeah, anyway, so I thought that was pretty interesting, just right up there in Kansas City. That's You know that that was probably the most sought-after piece of the plane, was the... the well, droop, that's the most iconic piece. The droop yeah. snoot, you know, yeah. iconic thing. Or the, uh, I don't know what you call them, but where the jet engines were, they were square-looking. They were yeah. they were cool. Like the, the inlets. Yeah, they were yeah. cool. Yep. And I um, believe that might be all we have. I, uh, I have this this clip that I want to play for you. I say oh. this because, you know, I, th- I think as a society right now, we're pretty spoiled with uh, GPS. We have everything we need on our phone as far as like seeing what the weather is like. Um, you don't have to print out MapQuest anymore or buy an Atlas. Some people still do. You know, I know there's some, some guys out there that still use a, an Atlas because they yeah. still sell them. But um, there's a guy named Theo Vaughn. He's a comedian. Comedian, yes. Yeah, but sometimes this guy, you know, he puts off being dumb, but I mean, I think he's a really smart, in-depth guy. He was on Joe Rogan. I'm not sure the date of on which he was, but um, he brought up some good points about how kind of spoiled we are as a society. I'm, I'm going to play this clip. 
for us having navigation because here's what I notice. So I'll use navigation. My computers tell me where to go. So now my brain is free to just think about whatever. And sometimes my brain will use that time to think about negative. It gets end up getting into negative stuff. Whereas it used to be if my brain had a task and it was having to pay attention where I was going, I felt like it was better for my brain because it was busy. A long time ago, I think that our senses have to be in the world. Like, we had to be aware if there were lions, what the weather was going to be like, where our kids were at our hip. Like You're in the moment. You're in the moment. You had to survive. Like, right. you know, it was different. And now, since most of our comforts are met... I feel sometimes like those senses didn't disappear. I feel like they just went inside of us. Right. So now they're hunting like any uncomfort that comes up inside of us. Right. So I think it's like why we have so much more mental health struggles because we're still like as alert as ever. But the only fearful things are inside of us now for some reason, for some people. You know, that kind of brings up something I've been thinking about here lately. I got all kinds of reminders in my phone. I wonder if I have, and I feel like I have, become a little dependent on that, and I'm not using that brain muscle like we used to. You just had to remember some shit. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, hell, I forgot all about that. Thanks, Siri, for right. reminding me of that shit. Well, let's not lie. Our our parents had a Rolodex and, and that sort of stuff, and you know, you had the yellow pages there and everything, yeah. but you didn't have it just constantly right there as this reliance to constantly look at it for... Every fa- every facet of your life. It took joining Casey's Rewards to remember my wife's phone number. Been married to her for 10 years plus. And I can still remember my phone number on the house we moved into when I was 13. Yeah. I can remember my grandma's phone number. Yep. I can remember my other grandma's phone number. Uh, I think I can remember my grandma's phone number from 1970-something. The point is, phone numbers that I've had in my head for 50 years, I can remember. But my wife's phone number, I had to join Casey's Rewards so I could put her phone number into the gas pump. Mm -hmm. Well, and what do you think about what he said about uh, mental health and how... That's an interesting take. We we aren't busy. uh, I don't know if I totally buy into that, but there's definitely something there. I don't know. Did I tell you about the guy I saw? No, I, I just I just got back. So there was a guy in Tulsa, and this is going to end to where people are going to think I'm insensitive, and maybe so. I was coming home from Tulsa. My son was in the hospital, so he was you know coming home, and there was a guy in front of a Quick Trip there on Yale, right by the interstate, and he was walking in a circle. And the only way I can describe his body mannerism was the guy, you know, would you just look at it? Was kind of like just bent over. Yeah. Had his hands behind his back. And he made a circle and then he did that whole, would you just look at it kind of a thing. Well, I got the damn hiccup suddenly. What he was looking at was a picture. Like, I'm sure your wife's got one. My wife's got one does your wife have like a picture or something on the counter that she keeps like spatulas and spoons and bullshit like that in yeah he had one of those sitting in the sidewalk right in front of quick trip right next to a six lane road and he was looking at it like puzzled by it Hmm. and i was sitting here thinking to myself we used to keep those people in a safe area yeah and now those people are out walking around all the time and doing shit is it good for them is it good for society to have people that are a little, yeah, maybe a couple of sandwiches shy of a full picnic basket? Mm-hmm. Well, and 
mental illness has always been around. There's always been people who are, aren't firing on all cylinders and that sort of thing, but maybe not to the point of that type of mental illness. Maybe some people that have some anxiety issues, panic attacks, maybe people that if they're not busy, their brain runs on, just runs wild whenever it doesn't have a task at hand, right? Maybe there is this disconnect now, and I'm no, no psychiatrist, I'm just... I'm thinking here in generalities, but maybe there's this disconnect where our brain has functions to where um, they aren't be, being fulfilled now because, like you said, you're looking at your reminders instead of working that part of your brain or you aren't remembering uh, phone numbers and working that part of your brain. And it, just, it really makes you wonder. A, a little bit more on that. Uh, are we devolving? Well, here's what I was going to say. Are we cyborgs? And I believe that we already are partly cyborgs because how many things uh, have we talked about in this 40 minutes that you uh, got from your phone, from the internet? I'd say every damn one of them. Yeah, pretty much. Your phone basically is your random access memory. Well... Uh, yeah, it's like an external hard drive. Yeah, exactly. Of, of your I'm brain. Um, we don't we don't have that many conversations anymore. You right. don't you don't sit down and watch that many TV shows anymore and get educated or or read magazines and books and shit like that. I mean, I never was a big reader anyway, but Reader's Digest is is my kind of book. I and, can read a whole story in like four pages, and you know, it might as done. well be dead. Or pop, popular mechanics. I don't even know where the hell it's People at. People literally bought a science book back in the day to yeah. read for enjoyment, yeah. right? And now, when I think of things, I'm thinking of Facebook and shit. I'm thinking of a virtual world yeah. that I'm in. And hey, oh, I saw this guy. No, I didn't see this guy. I saw a guy on Facebook. Huh. You know what's funny about that is we might as well be living in that meta then. People thought that it was crazy when people were literally buying this virtual real estate. I mean, hell, we're there half the time anyway. But on the other side of that, podcasts have become very popular. Now people are playing, like, they'll play this and just listen to two dudes talk. Mm -hmm. Before, you and I would just sit in a room or drink a beer on the porch and, and talk about this entire conversation and nobody would hear it. Yeah. Now it's put on record. Now it's put on record. Yeah. And I mean, we're we're coming up on 40,000 downloads. So it's like, shit. We've had a few people listen. Yeah. So it's interesting how in one way we've went away from interaction with others. But then in another way, we listen to others interact with each other. Well, so what about when we were kids and people would just, you'd hear, you know, Oh, I wonder who that is. Oh, Let hey. me go get the door. Yeah. We've, we've got company. Fuck yeah, yeah get, somebody's here. Exactly. And uh, I'm glad I made this jug of iced tea. We had company. Yeah. And so people would come in and, Hang out. hey, we're just here to visit. And yeah, what's be going there on, man? Oh, hour. not much. Thought I'd swing by. I was in the neighborhood. One thing that sticks out to me is when um, Jeff Foxworthy first started becoming big. Uh, what was that? Probably 92, 93, something like that. Yeah, I'd say probably around, around there, yeah. Around that. Early 90s, um, yeah. Some people showed up at my, I don't remember who it was. It might have been some family, might have just been some friends. 
Uh, they came over literally just to listen to uh, the Jeff Foxworthy album with my parents and us, you know, and we just listened to it and laughed and, you know, had conversation about the jokes and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I know that might seem a little weird, yeah. but people used to go over to other people's houses and just listen to the damn radio. Do you remember watch when people, TV shows together? Do you remember when people would sit down and break out photo albums? Yeah. And just look at photos? Yeah. Or, Shit, um, man, they don't do that no more. Come over for bridge night or, you know, whatever, dominoes. I, I can remember my parents having people over for uh, rummy. For rummy, yeah, yeah and, yeah, and I always thought that was so cool that when I got older, I wanted to have rummy, yeah. you know. Nobody does that shit now. I mean, me, you, Pike, and Case, we play video games with each other, we're not in the same room, yeah, but we are having conversation, right? I had this question just today at work Are the benefits of the internet do they outweigh the negatives? Is it that's one of those does the ends justify the means type thing, like. It, with all the bad that the internet has, do the goods outweigh? And I mean, I, I think you have to say it does. It, I mean, it really does. The only caveat to that is we thought that we would be so much smarter as oh, a society fuck, yeah. for having the world as small as it is now, because the world, the entire world, is at your fingertips. You can tell a guy in well, China to eat shit, and he reads it instantly, dude. Duran Duran didn't they have a song "Too Much Information"? I believe they did. I don't recall. And there really is kind of too much information. So much degree. information that you can't really tell what's what sometimes. It's all bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's all bullshit to degree. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, follow where the money is, right? I mean. Usually, yeah. Most of the stuff that you read on the internet, somebody's benefiting from. And you hate to have that kind of outlook. I mean, because that seems a little cynical, doesn't it? But, I yeah. mean, that's kind of the way that we've well, been conditioned, too, though. Everything seems to be about money from a human aspect. Yeah. Well, everybody's jockeying for position, too, right? Yeah. So. yeah. I just Also, today, I had that conversation, you know, that old saying, uh, youth is wasted on the young. Mm -hmm. I really believe that it is. Because I am now 50, and I can look back and see... What I did wrong, as you could tell from my post earlier this morning, I was pretty pretty self. Uh, help me out. Uh, reflective. Thanks, man. Yeah. I could I, I couldn't get it all together. Yeah, uh, I'm 50, and uh, I kind of see where I fucked up and kind of see where I want to go, but at the same time, I've used up two thirds of it. Yeah. And now I'm like, shit, I'm on the back end of it. Well, I wish I'd have known this shit when I was 20. So I was talking to a lady today, and she her birthday, I think she said, is next weekend or something like that. And she she told me, you know, she's going to be like 34 years old. And I uh, I told her, I said, well, I'm I'm in my last year in my 30s. I'm I'm pushing 40. I really don't know how I feel about it. I just don't want to hit 40 years old and, as bad as it sounds, be on the backside of my life and have any regret or not feel accomplished in certain ways or whatever. And she yeah. said, well, that's why, you know, I... She brought up the point that she kind of pissed away some of her youth and how oh, I pissed away all mine and yours. She uh, she didn't get you know her high school diploma, so she is thirty three years old, getting her GED right now, and you know she's she's smart. She doesn't need that per se, but she is getting it just to prove to herself, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to complete this. I'm going to go ahead and do it. And by the time I'm forty years old, I want to have. The goals that I set out right now, most of them completed, if not done. 
you know. That's cool. She just she didn't want to get to forty and not feel like she did what she wanted to do yeah. before then. And that's what I was saying. I regret, you know, things you could change in your life was my question, and what would they be? Right. <laughs> you go through that litany of shit. Uh, I've treated people poorly. I've done drugs that I'm not necessarily proud of. I don't know that I'm ashamed of them either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck you if you're going to judge me for it. You know, whatever. You got something. Uh, well, it gave you all the things that you're naming off, gave you that perspective yeah. to reflect back on. Yeah. Uh, the one that always comes up is that I regretted not trying out for football. I'm not saying I was going to be the next two tall Jones or any shit like that, but yeah. I'm a pretty good sized oh, kid. You're a giant human. You could and maybe maybe I would have done something. Maybe I wouldn't have. Yeah. But that's the only one that I really truly regret. But I don't know that I would. If I had done that, most likely I'd been the most famous person ever and the and the best football player of all time probably. Right. Yeah. So I probably wouldn't <laughs> have met my wife. See that's because I'd have had a bunch of superficial bitches all the time down there in my uh, my island. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have met my wife. Yeah, right. So well, that's why I brought up that uh, that butterfly effect thing because yeah. you know the old the saying about even the beating of a butterfly's wings can change the course of really history or lives or whatever. However, it goes. <laughs> I just. I feel like if I would have changed any any little detail, it could have strayed you off in a different direction. My kids, yeah. my kids wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be with my wife. Hell, yeah. you you could be dead right now for all you know if you change something. I've also done a lot of stuff that because I fear of death. So you know, I mean, my some of my friends are a little wilder than I was when I was young because I was a little bit of a puss. I didn't want to, I didn't want to take a chance of going to jail or this or that. You know, I was a shy motherfucker. Everybody was like, there's no way you were shy. Painfully shy. Mm. I mean, to a degree of just missing out on a lot of shit. But, uh, you know, I keep telling people, you asked me the other day, I'm, I'm clearly I'm running for city commission. <laughs> and you asked me the other day, you really just don't give a fuck, do you? <laughs> and because I meant that the best way. Yeah, though. well, it was some of the things that I put out there on the internet. And if there's anybody out there that wants to hose me over, and I can only really think of one guy that would try to probably do it, not just because he's a petty bitch. Mm. Uh, I've said some shit on this podcast that people wouldn't vote for me for just simply because he said it. But hey, you know, what do you want? Do you want a guy that's going to tell you what you want to hear? Or do you want a guy that's just going to be like, you know what? I'd appreciate you vote for me. And I've been a dumbass for a big part of my life, but, uh, you know, I'm not anymore, I don't think. Yeah, but I mean, what's the strategy on that? Do you look past, like, these, you know, f uh, fickle, self-righteous type people to where it's like, oh, man, he says all kinds of cuss words. Well, everybody's got a skeleton, right? Yeah. Or everybody, you're not exactly hiding skeletons in a closet, dude. You're, like, hanging them for Halloween decorations. That reminds me of uh, Young Sheldon. You watch Young Sheldon at all? I a little bit here and there. I'm not a religious watcher. So but. I like the Young Sheldon. And uh, his grandma... Had a, uh, damn it, video uh, tapes. Uh, what we used to call them back uh, in the day? VCR? You know, where you go, you go rent the video tapes? Oh, like a video store. Thanks, man. I couldn't come up with the video <laughs> store word. Anyway, uh, so she had a video store, and the local church got together and decided that they didn't like some of the films that she had in uh -oh. there. So they uh, started stymieing her, and if she didn't, go along they were setting up protests out front and they were giving her a bunch of shit and they was blackballing her in the community 
she played along. And then she had enough. And she said uh, she went and found the records of what people had rented. Oh, oh yes. Uh, mostly the congregation. Uh, yeah. And needless to say, they went back to selling regular movies after she informed the preacher man of what his wife had oh, rented. Man. And that she would be uh, regretful if the public had found out what she had rented. Do you remember the uh, Mississippi Squirrel revival song by Ray yeah, Stevens? Yeah. The uh, squirrel yeah. runs up the old lady's dress and she starts airing everybody's dirty laundry, yeah. remember? Hallelujah. Yep. Yeah, that's good shit. I don't know. I've been getting pretty uh, self-reflective here lately. I seem to be a little bit calmer. I was uh, telling somebody the other day, I said, I've got to the point now to where I try to figure out why instead of fuck you. You know, if uh, somebody else has got something going on, I'm in the past a lot i'd be like well he's just stupid and that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard now i'm like wait a minute hold on why are why are they that way mm. am i missing something here you know i don't know is this uh inquisitive nature come with age or have fucks run out so much that you're like you know generally genuinely wonder, cu- curious or i wonder if that's what it is when they say old people run out of fucks to give I wonder if it's like, I don't have enough time to worry about what that asshole's doing. Yeah. I'm curious as to why they're doing it. But I think it maybe is a mellowing, too, of age. Yeah. It's so funny how there's like this undulation of life to where when you're a kid, you you know, you just, you're carefree or whatever, you know, you're all happy. You become a teenager and you start giving a shit what everybody thinks, right? Up until your 20s, yeah. you're still giving a shit. You're trying to jockey ahead of position of everybody else. You want to be popular, that sort of thing. You kind of mellow out in your 30s, right? Yeah. Because you're like, things are what they are. I got a yeah. family, fuck everybody. I just want to, you know, bring the bacon home, that sort of thing. Yeah. You hit 40. You're like, oh shit, <laughs> you know things are things are getting real. Uh, life's half over, or however you want to look at it. Yeah. And then you know, it's just kind of this roller coaster of up and downs as far as like attitude goes, right? Because you've got those old grumpy guys out there too that are. Um, oh, I'm not gonna say I'm not grumpy. Well, you've got the guys like uh, I always like to use Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino as an example to where he's yeah. just like get off my lawn, no, no filter type stuff. You know, and he's calm about it, but at the same time, it's like it's all, it's like this conglomeration of yeah. everything that's happened in life. And I tell you, my interests have changed a lot here in the last, hell, even the last couple of years. What I used to think was really cool and what I was into now, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I give two shits about that anymore. You know, I'm kind of losing interest in shit. And I'm also, that old saying, a man's got to know his limitations. I'm really starting to hone in on what my limitations are. So You never feel as limited as getting older as a man and trying to take off running after something? That's different. <laughs> it's definitely, the heart beats a little bit it's faster. Like, why ain't this shit come on? You know, what's going on here? Just right. get going. I don't know. I mean, that's probably because you just don't use it. When you was a kid, you just take off running. Yeah. You know, but now it's like. What well, doesn't seem to be? Do I look as stupid as I feel? Man, you know, I I was listening to a a podcast. A guy was talking about shoveling his sidewalk. They got a bunch of snow where he lives, and he was talking about shoveling, and he had to take a break, you know, halfway through to where usually, you know, a few years ago he didn't have to take a break at all. He could have shoveled the whole thing twice if he wanted to. Yeah, but he said he he looked down and he was talking about his watch. 
you know, how everything's always at the tips of your fingers, like we were talking yeah. about. But he looks at his watch and his heart rate's at like 149. Yeah. It's working overtime. Yeah. So he said he went and, and sat down and uh, took a little break. And See, I don't there's know. just this humbling. That the, uh, the hypochondriac in me does not need any no. kind of device that tells what my oxygen or my heart rate nope. or any of that shit is. So Des bought me a, uh, a Fitbit watch. Uh, a couple of years ago and I would be at work working and I was constantly looking at it. What's my heart rate? What's this? What's my blood pressure? I'd be, I'd be looking at, finally I, uh, I stopped wearing it. She was like, well, why aren't you wearing your watch anymore? I'm like, I do not need that thing to stress me out. Like my heart rate is more, you know, yeah. ticking, ticking faster because I'm anxious about what my heart rate is. Yeah, right. Shit. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Couldn't do it. It's yeah. bad enough. People are constantly telling you you're going to die from something. Now his watch is telling me for sure I'm dying. Yeah. I'm clearly dying. Well, I guess that's probably it, huh? Yeah. I'm not going to say we have a guest coming up because it won't happen. So there you go. Right. What if, what if you did the reverse psychology thing like you have been? Hey, no guest. Yep. We don't have a guest. Yep. We don't have a guest coming up. I've been talking to a couple people. One of them might be interesting. We'll see. We'll find out. One of them might not be. We'll see. We'll find out. Anyway, head over to WKOPodcast.com. If you found any entertainment in this today, we would sure appreciate a donation. Uh, all of this costs money. This computer costs money. This Everything costs money. And... You pay the cable guy to watch a show, so hell, you can probably throw a couple bucks our way. Uh, we appreciate all the producers that donate every week. We appreciate everybody that's walking around uh, wearing a uh, WKOP t-shirt. We appreciate the hell out of the people that share these podcasts on whatever social platform you are. Tell your buddies, your friends, your neighbors, your enemies, and uh, we need more people to listen. And I think that is it. You got anything, Yancey? Nope. Thanks for listening. We gone.